0: You're listening to episode 68 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to avoid the holiday 15. I'm master at life and weight loss coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. All right, so today we are going to talk about how to avoid the holiday 15. And I want to talk about this topic not to increase and reinforce this idea that it's hard to lose weight over the holidays, that we need to be afraid of gaining weight. As I think back to myself a few years ago, getting through the holidays without gaining weight was always like this sigh of relief. You're either going through it white knuckling, resisting, trying really hard to be good, having a lot of fear and anxiety around possibly gaining weight, the scale making some minor changes, or we can be going through Thinking, screw it, I'll start over in the new year. I always gain weight. It's impossible to lose weight over the holidays. And sometimes we even have thoughts like, I can barely maintain, let alone lose. So we can have a lot of drama. And sometimes that gets reinforced with the media and a lot of articles. And when you even listen to podcasts and things like this. I really want to talk a minute about how this is going to be different, because today's episode is really going to dive into why we really gain weight over the holidays, what the real problems are, why we really struggle to maintain weight. And I guarantee it has far less to do with the actual food than we make it out to be. And so a lot of times we're just thinking, okay, how do I avoid certain foods? How do I eat less and exercise more? And we're also feeling more stressed, more overwhelmed. You might have a history of like, well, I I always gain weight this time of year. It might be something where you feel like you can do really good, but then you hit the holidays and your weight loss stalls, it plateaus. And then you just get frustrated and fed up and you're like, yeah, screw it. I'll start over later. And it's this idea of why keep punishing myself and restricting my favorite foods and cutting out food if I'm not actually going to lose weight there comes a point where we're like, screw it, I'm not going to torture myself if I'm not actually going to get the benefit. Today, I really want to dive into why we struggle to maintain our weight over the holidays, why we struggle to make it easy on ourselves to lose weight, because yes, it is still possible. And then three steps to make it easier to lose weight over the holidays without having to sacrifice and give up your favorite foods. (laughs) I think that's a key piece here is how do we not worry and stress about gaining weight? How do we feel peace and ease around losing weight throughout the holidays without missing out on your favorite foods, drinks, or traditions? Without having to white knuckle and trying to resist all the food that you love so much? Without spending hours in the gym every day exercising? typically from a place of punishment and needing to, quote, burn it off. That's really what it's all about. We have a lot of the actions in mind what we think we should be doing, but we really need to change our thoughts. And that's really what I'm focusing on in Savor the Holidays. So if you haven't signed up yet, make sure you go to www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash holidays and sign up for this free workshop. It's happening Thursday, November 3rd, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And this is what I'm going to do. We're going to spend about an hour together, and I'm going to show you how to make weight loss easy over the holidays, how you can lose weight and still enjoy your favorite foods, your favorite drinks without having to track, measure, weigh, count all the food and every single thing that you put in your mouth. It's really going to be teaching you how to feel more at peace around food, how to feel more in control around food, how to feel comfortable and confident having one drink and not needing any more, feeling comfortable saying no that's what we're going to do. So if you haven't signed up yet, make sure you join us. You are not going to want to miss out. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek here with today's episodes as to what some of the problems are and how we can work through that. What is the solution then? There are a few problems that we run into when it comes to maintaining weight over the holidays. Problem number one is how you lost the weight is typically not how you want to maintain it. So towards the end of the year, your willpower fades. You don't want to keep saying no. You don't want to keep missing out on life. Willpower is like a muscle, okay? It gets fatigued. Willpower is also housed in your prefrontal cortex. So that's your thinking brain. It's right behind your forehead. And this part of your brain, doing the, the logic, analysis, problem-solving, thinking, like when it's really working hard, That's what feels draining sometimes. And so even if you're not using willpower, it drains that part of your brain and it still drains that muscle. You know how if you do bench press, you also work your shoulders a little bit? It's like doing a lot of bench press, but you're still working your shoulders and then you wonder why your shoulders are sore later. (laughs) It's like doing a compound movement where you get other body parts involved and you're like, wait a minute, I wasn't even trying to train that muscle group and I still now feel it, still feels fatigued. It gets fatigued at the end of the day at the end of the week, at the end of the month, right? No surprise why it feels harder to say no at these times and also at the end of the year because so often we spend our entire year trying to lose weight, trying to just say no, trying to give up our favorite foods, our favorite drinks, all of the things that we really love and enjoy. And we don't want to keep missing out. We don't want to have to keep saying no. We want to feel included. We want to feel connected. Part of this problem is that how you lost the weight is not how you can maintain it. So it's going to be really hard to maintain during the holidays. Another aspect similar to this is that you lost some or all of your weight. So now you have permission to eat whatever you want and you go back to old habits. You try to reintroduce those things, those foods that you had previously cut out. You try to, quote, eat sensibly. (laughs) You try to moderate. You try to only have a little bit. But you've only ever trained your brain and your body to be all in or all out. You don't have any practice moderating. You don't ever have any practice having a little bit, wanting more, and saying no from a place of self-love. You don't have any practice saying yes to the foods that you like, that you enjoy, and that taste good without triggering your hunger alarm, without triggering your diet trauma. And sending off that diet alarm in your body where your brain is literally like, danger. Oh no, (laughs) something is going wrong. We're eating the bad food. It triggers a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. It triggers a lot of screw it thinking. Screw it. I already ruined my diet today. I'll start over tomorrow. And then we just give ourselves this permission for a free for all the rest of the day, sometimes the rest of the weekend, sometimes it's the rest of the month. And often this can look like the rest of the year. Whether that free for all is coming in October, After you've already popped open a couple bags of candy, when you know that Thanksgiving is around the corner and then you've got Christmas and you've got all these holiday parties and these different events, maybe you've got birthdays, anniversaries, other special things happening as well. That's what we want to be on the lookout for. We've got to really be mindful that the key here and the problem is that we didn't lose the weight the way that we were going to live it. We did our diet to lose the weight, and then we try to go back to either old eating habits or newish eating habits, but without really solving for the diet trauma. And if that sounds familiar, listen to episode 55, Overcoming Diet Trauma, and episode 56 and 57 are also going to be very helpful. So it's what to do when you just want it is episode 56. How to stop eating when food tastes so good is episode 57. So that's late July, early August. Those episodes came out. And those are really designed to help you better identify and understand your diet trauma so that you can move through it and make that a thing of the past. I used to have a lot of diet trauma. And I'll be honest, sometimes it still gets triggered, but I can manage it so much more now. I notice it so much faster. I notice it before it becomes a problem. And I've worked to make sure that it doesn't become a problem. But that's the real work is retraining our brain. It's retraining our thoughts about food and exercise and body image and our weight. That's one of the problems, though, as to why we can struggle to maintain weight over the holidays is that we either have permission to say, screw it and eat your face off. You have permission to eat whatever you want because you lost some or all of your weight or you have this fear of missing out. So problem number two is that traditional diet advice is to avoid all the, quote, tempting, foods, drinks, events, or locations. We want to avoid all of the, quote, bad things. Traditional diets are going to have a list of foods that are good, foods that you can eat, foods that you should eat, and then a list of bad foods, foods that you should not eat. And the problem here is that when we moralize food, we moralize ourselves based on what we eat. So when I eat the bad food, now I am bad. And when I eat the good food, now I'm good and I get to feel good about myself. And one of the tricky parts here now is that it's not just about saying no to the food, We need willpower in order to say no. We don't know how to say no from a place of self-love, from a place of self-integrity or self-compassion. All we know is how to say no from a place of punishment and restriction. It's often the scale is too high, you gain too much weight, you now don't get to eat these foods. It's we take away food, but it's done from a place of punishment, okay? So we don't get to have these quote bad foods. And a lot of times the quote bad foods are also the foods that taste good, (laughs) the foods that we enjoy, They're the foods that we might try to sneak or eat when nobody's looking or the foods that we feel guilt and shame around eating. So really being aware of how this creates a lot of internal turmoil. And so now when I feel guilt and shame about what I'm eating, I'm going to eat it really quickly so that I can avoid feeling that, so that I can get those feelings over with faster. Or I'm going to keep eating in order to try to distract myself from the guilt and shame that I have over the eating. It's this lose-lose situation where we never get to feel good and calm and comfortable eating the food that we enjoy. So when food is tempting, when drinks are tempting and we're not supposed to or we're not allowed, now it's not that we have to say no to the food. It's that we don't feel like we can control ourselves in these environments where other people are eating or drinking. So now we have to say no to date nights, now to going out with friends, no to happy hours, no to parties. No to anything social or anything fun. It's let me just put on my blinders and pretend like it doesn't exist and pretend like none of these things are here. I'm just going to not go anywhere, and that's going to make it easy to not drink. I'm just going to not go out to eat, and that's going to make it easy to stick to my diet. That's going to be a problem because that's not going to be how you want to live the rest of your life, and that sure as hell is not how you want to enjoy the holidays. You might get through the holidays. You might survive. You might squeak by by the skin of your teeth. But You're not going to thrive through the holidays. You're not going to truly enjoy it. You're not going to savor it. That's really what we want to be on the lookout for is where are these thoughts around food being good or bad and tempting us, creating this increased desire and this increased entitlement might be coming up here for some people of like, I should be able to go out. There's also this thought of, I want to enjoy these times. I want to be able to go to white elephant gift exchanges. I want to go to the cookie swaps. I want to go to Thanksgiving dinner. I want to do these things. I want to have fun trigger-treating with my kids. I don't want to be so freaked out when they bring home gobs and gobs of candy. I want to feel in control around the candy. This is what gets us, is because we think that in order to say no to the food or no to the drinks, we have to say no to the events which sets us up to be missing out on life, to be missing out on all the fun times. And of course, you're not going to want to do that. It's far easier to say, screw it, I'll start over in January, or to think that it's just not even possible. Instead, we want to be really looking at our thoughts about food. What are your thoughts about those foods that you're avoiding? Because right now you're trying to control the circumstance. You're thinking that if I just don't go to these places, I'm not going to have these thoughts and emotions around food now you're going to have to restrict where you can go and who you can hang out with in order to stick with your diet instead of feeling peace and ease and confidence around any food at any time. Feeling in control of yourself and in control around food no matter what's being served. Another issue that comes alongside this is that we don't know how to talk to ourselves in the moment of an urge. Or how to be around the forbidden food and not need to white-knuckle grit our teeth and just not make eye contact and just avoid it and pretend like it's not there. It's like we have a lot of these things where we try to control the circumstances around us to try to make it easier to say no. And look, there is an aspect of out of sight, out of mind. I remember a couple years ago, my sister-in-law bought these pumpkin spice white chocolate covered pretzels. And I noticed I started eating them because the package was just sitting in the middle of the kitchen island. (laughs) Like it was just out. And I noticed it was just the habit of, oh, I would eat one or two. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. There is an aspect of this of can we move it to where it's out of sight? But we don't want to feel like we have to avoid parties just because there's going to be chocolate-covered pretzels or just because there's going to be alcohol or cupcakes or anything else that you deem to be bad or off-limits. That's what makes you feel deprived and restricted. That's what creates the guilt and the shame if you give in. And ultimately, it's what's creating this fear of missing out, this fear of being left out. And I want to be clear, it's how we're thinking about food, exercise, life, weight loss, the holidays, not the actual circumstance. It's how we're thinking about it. Okay, problem number three is this fear of missing out around the holidays. And this is linked with number one and number two. Maybe this is the overarching problem, it's the fear of missing out. It's the missing out on the food. It's also feeling like you're going to have to miss out on the events, the traditions, the memories. And sometimes you might try to figure it out. Sometimes you bring your own Weight Watcher meal to Thanksgiving and you just heat it up. Maybe you bring your quarter cup measuring cup to a potluck or a family event to portion out and track all the food that you're eating. Now, this isn't a problem if this is the action you're taking. It's how you're talking to yourself. It's not the action that's the problem. It's how you're thinking and feeling and why you're doing that. Do you keep telling yourself that you're missing out? Do you keep telling yourself that you're not connected unless you're eating the same food as somebody else? Do you want to be able to eat what everybody else is eating? Are you feeling disgruntled? Are you making it noticeable to everyone around you how much life sucks because you can't eat the stuffing or the potatoes or the dessert? People are going to notice. They notice when you're not having fun and you're not enjoying yourself because you're trying to stick to this diet and trying not to eat. And they just want you to have a good time. So then they're going to ask if you want some. (laughs) And then you're going to get all pissed off because now they're sabotaging you. Sabotaging in quotes like you think they're sabotaging you when really they just want you to be happy. They don't want you to miss out either. But you missing out is your choice based on your thoughts and feelings. It's not based off of what you're eating. Are you feeling embarrassed or self-conscious? Are you worried about what everyone else is going to be thinking about you? This is how we end up feeling left out. It's our own creation. It's often telling ourselves, I'm missing out. I feel left out. We can also create new thoughts and new emotions and tell a different story, even if we're not eating the same food as somebody else. How many times have you gone to a restaurant and you and your friend, your partner, your spouse, you each ordered separate meals? like pretty frequently. (laughs) If you were to like take any family out to dinner, a lot of times every family member is ordering something different. It's funny too, that we expect everyone to eat the same food and like it at home. But yet when we go out to a restaurant, we fully expect everyone to order something different because everyone's always going to be in a different mood. We'll touch on that later. But notice how you don't have to be connected by eating the same food. You don't have to be eating at all. That's just often what we end up telling ourselves. That's what we think. Sometimes we tell ourselves it's the act of eating. Is that we have to be doing the same thing. You can feel just as connected with somebody who's drinking a cocktail while you are not drinking, while you're drinking a club soda. You can have just as much fun because it's about the conversation. It's about who you're with. It's about the memories being made. It's about the funny stories that you're sharing or the memories from the past that you're now remembering and talking about. That's how we stay connected is to be present, to not have our mind constantly wandering and thinking about food and obsessing about it or how much we're going to have to run the next day or, oh gosh, I need to remember to track all of this. How do you actually avoid the holiday 15 without missing out on your favorite food, without feeling left out of your favorite holiday traditions or events, without having to white knuckle and grit your teeth and just try harder not to eat it? without spending hours in the gym every day exercising, without having to punish yourself in the new year and take away food because you overdid it during the holidays. This is what we want to focus on. And there's three steps to make it easy to avoid the holiday 15. There's three steps to make it easy to actually lose weight and still enjoy the holidays. All right. So listen up. Number one. You're gonna make a realistic plan that includes your favorite food and drinks. Okay? Realistic means it includes your favorite stuff. There's a couple of guiding principles that I want you to use. Number one, you're gonna be making some trade offs and some swaps. Maybe you're gonna go for a lighter lunch so that there's more flexibility with dinner. Maybe you're gonna say, hey, I can have an appetizer or dessert, but not both. You might plan and say, hey, I've got this many events during the month of November or this many events in December. I know that there's going to be alcohol served at all of them. I'm going to give myself a max of three drinks at each of the events. I want to be able to drink at all five of them. So I'm going to have no more than three at each one. And because I'm going to have three drinks at one event, I'm not going to drink the night before. It's just getting intentional and starting to plan out what is your day, your week, your month look like. Now, you don't always have to plan out the month. When it comes to monthly planning, I look at what are the special events date nights, anniversaries, birthdays, parties, Thanksgiving, like the the bigger holidays. What are the big things that go on the calendar? And then go from a weekly standpoint and just start to look at, all right, what's going on this week? Where do I want to have the salad? Where do I want to have a burger or pizza? And that gives you some intentionality now with how you're planning the food. And you're making sure that you do put your favorite foods on there. If you love pizza, you make sure that pizza is on your plan. Put pizza on the plan every single week. Do it. (laughs) Because the other piece here is, is it worth it? And this is going to help you when making trade-offs. What's worth it to you? I've got some clients who absolutely love artisanal bread and others who love artisanal chocolate. They are going to have different things on their plan based off of what's worth it to them. So for me, I always look at it's got to be an 8 out of 10 or better. When it comes to how much I like it, how much it tastes good, how much I enjoy it, 8 out of 10. Otherwise, it's a no. I don't eat it. I don't drink it. And it's really easy to toss the stuff that's like a 3 out of 10, right? (laughs) When it's like really low on the scale, you're like, yep, yep, totally can toss that. When it's like a 6.5 or a 7, it's I don't really like it. I'm not a huge fan, but I also feel guilty for throwing it out. That's where we want to be intentional. That's the cutoff right there. Is it worth it? And the key here is that you're not running through the last two and a half months of the year just popping food in your mouth because it's there, because it's free, because somebody else paid for it, because somebody brought it to your house. Do you actually like it? Is it worth it? Is it good? And what are the trade offs that you want to make? These are things to be thinking about. There's room for flexibility. When you make a plan for a week, what I do is I'll make a weekly plan, and then every day I'll go in and adjust and see, okay, do I actually want to eat these foods or do I want to swap something out? As long as I'm picking from something from the week, it's fine. I already have the ingredients. I have the food. It's been prepped. It's good. It doesn't matter if I'm eating Tuesday's lunch for Thursday night dinner. It's still on plan but we want to get intentional about it. And we want to make these decisions ahead of time because that decreases the emotional eating. That decreases the mindless eating. Okay, so we're going to make a plan that includes all those foods and drinks that you really like and you really enjoy and being willing to make the trade-offs. That's step one. Step number two, ask yourself, am I hungry before you eat anything? This is why planning is important because you want to know roughly what events you have and when so that you can actually be hungry for them. If, hey, I've got a brunch at 11 a.m., maybe you don't eat breakfast. Maybe you eat a piece of fruit. Maybe it's a banana and peanut butter and you have some coffee because, hey, I'm going to be eating pretty soon. If you're going to have lunch at 2 p.m., maybe you don't wait until 2 p.m. to eat to where you are famished and anything that's there now at 2 just flies into your mouth. Okay, so we want to ask, am I hungry before eating anything? When you open up the pantry, when you walk into the break room, when you pop open the fridge, when you turn around and break open your snack drawer, when you're raiding the vending machine, am I hungry? Okay, this is where we want to start. When you're at the holiday buffet, when you're at the cookie swap, when you're at the ladies lunch and tea, am I hungry? This is also now going to alert you to emotional eating, which, Looks like eating because it's free. Everyone else is eating. It's time. They made it just for me. It would be rude not to have some. It's eating for any other reason than I am truly physically hungry. If you feel like you may be hungry, a great tip here is to drink eight ounces of water and then wait 20 minutes. Because if you're like, "Eh, maybe I'm a little bit hungry, or if you're the type of person where food gets brought out or you see it or you smell it and it kind of triggers hunger, but you weren't really hungry before. It's just talking about food is making you hungry because you're thinking about it. Drink some water. This is going to be a great time. Stay hydrated. This is huge. A lot of times we are not sleeping enough and we're not drinking enough water. So those are not on my list here. (laughs) I talk about those a lot. So I did not put them onto this list, but those are also two essentials of like, are you still drinking enough water? Are you getting in enough sleep? So that was number two. Ask yourself, am I hungry before you eat anything? And step number three is to cut the sexy talk around food. Food doesn't call your name. It does not tempt you. Okay. You increase desire with how you think about it. You also increase desire with all the back and forth debating or about whether or not you should or shouldn't eat it. It's this back and forth of maybe I can have a little bit. No, I really shouldn't. Oh, but it looks so good. No, but really you don't. But I really want it. Well, but you don't need it. So we really shouldn't be eating it. It's that back and forth of that debating. It's this tug of war and it increases desire. And that's why it feels so tempting. That's why it feels so hard to say no, because you aren't actually making a decision. You're leaving it open. You didn't make a decision for the week. You didn't make a decision for the day. You now are in the moment and you find it very hard to make a decision. We've got to cut out the sexy talk. We've got to stop telling ourselves that food is tempting or that food calls your name or that you just can't resist or that you have no control. Because you telling yourself that over and over again only creates that as your reality. So stop telling yourself that. Here's the other thing. You really can eat this food any other time of year. I promise. I made Thanksgiving-style dinner complete with a 15-pound turkey two or three weeks ago. Okay? You can make this food. (laughs) Just because pie is more prevalent during the last two months of the year doesn't mean that you can't eat it in March or in June. And you don't have to stress about only getting it one day. Take leftovers. If you're not hungry right then and you really want to try dessert, take a plate of leftovers for later. Share it with your kids. Share it with the family. Toss whatever you don't eat enjoy that piece of cheesecake over three days. Don't feel like, oh, I'm going to be bad. And so if I'm going to be bad, I'm just gonna be bad on one day and I'm going to eat it all. No, you can spread it out because you're not bad for eating cheesecake. Plan it. Be intentional with how much you want it. Again, goes back to, is it worth it? And if it is, if it's food that you truly enjoy, you can have it any other time of year. And sometimes it also makes it special. It doesn't mean you need to eat your face off on candy corns just because they're only out the month of October. Which in all reality, candy corn season is more like mid September to mid November. (laughs) But just because candy corns are only out for two months out of the year doesn't mean we have to eat our face off on them. We can just make it be a special time where it's, oh yeah, now I get to enjoy some candy corns. And if you really love them that much, buy some extra bags and have them in March or have them in June. We don't have to make it this big deal. Give yourself that permission to plan these foods. And this goes back to just the whole overarching philosophy of what can you do for the rest of your life without hating your life. These are the same plans, the same protocol, like the same philosophy that we use to lose weight during the holidays. We use to lose weight any other time of year. We plan our favorite foods. We make sure that we get to have them. We put them on the list. We put it on the plan. When you stop restricting, you decrease that emotional desire for food, which means less binging, less overeating, less emotional eating, because we are allowing that food. But we have to stop talking so sexy about it. We have to stop talking about it as if we can't control ourselves From this place of being defeated and beat down or like we have no power and no control. It's a bunch of BS. And you can stop thinking it whenever you're ready. So like my thoughts are in my control and I get to choose what I think. And it feels hard because a lot of times we have a lot of excuses and justifications. We have a lot of reasons as to why we think things are a certain way. But the reality is I can choose to think something new whenever I'm ready. But that's on me, just like your thoughts are on you. And if you would like some help with this, then I would love to be your guide. So, number one, join me for Savor the Holidays. We're going to talk more about this, of how do we handle the holiday hustle and bustle, the stress and overwhelm, and the good times, the celebrating. Because emotional eating can happen because of positive emotions, too. So we're going to talk about how do we handle the emotions? How do we handle the thoughts? How do we start to really work on this and change how we think and feel about food? And change our process for weight loss over the holidays and every other time of year. Really look at what can I do for the rest of my life without hating my life. I'm not just going to give you a plan of eat this, not that. I'll give you steps to follow. But if all you needed were steps, you would have lost the weight by now. Okay, you have to change the internal game. You have to change your thoughts and your feelings. You have to transform your relationship to food and body. Otherwise, it's not going to make a difference. You can follow the plan, but it's not going to last. I'm going to help you with that internal game. I'm going to help you end the war with food. You're going to heal your diet trauma. And you're going to truly enjoy and savor this time, all while still enjoying your favorite food and having peace and ease about losing weight. Join me live Thursday, November 3rd at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific for Savor the Holidays. You can sign up or register at wwwbodyucravecom forward slash holidays. You're going to learn how to feel in control around food, all food, at all times so that you never have to miss out. You never have to feel left out. And I'll show you how to make it easy to lose 10 pounds in these last couple months without obsessively worrying about food, tracking calories, points, or how much you exercise. And I'll show you how to be consistent with your habits that matter most so that you're not feeling burnt out, stressed, and overwhelmed. All right, I hope y'all have a fabulous week. Here's to creating the life and body you crave.